Welcome to the Beyond Growth Show. I'm here with the always lovely Claudia Harvey. Hello, everyone. Hey, Craig. The Beyond Growth Podcast is a podcast for everyone who wants to increase their wealth. Craig and I are business owners and investors that share our insights into building wealth, and we introduce you to expert guests. We use the three pillars of possibilities, which include emotional support, business strategy, and financial understanding to help our listeners and viewers grow their personal and business goals. So how are you today, Craig? I'm actually doing very well. Thank you, Claudia. How about yourself? I am just amazing, as always. As always. <laughs> so who's our guest today, Craig? Helen Cantu, a nurse from South Texas. Helen is also a CrossFit athlete and a marathon runner. Well, that's quite a combination. And I'm really curious to how the COVID situation is like in Texas. It'd be really interesting to hear Helen's take on it since she's on the front line. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Um, now, everyone, don't forget to like and comment on our YouTube and Spotify channel, and please comment and click the bell for any updates to the videos. We like to start off with something positive. So what would you like to start with, Claudia? I think uh, it's very appropriate to our guest today, but today is National Nurses Day in the United States, and I want to heartfelt acknowledge the tremendous efforts these frontline workers have been have been doing and putting themselves at risk in in our COVID times and during these hard times. So my heartfelt gratitude to anyone listening to our frontline workers and to our guests today. So that is our definite positive news for today. Yes, and I can't imagine what that would be like. It would be nice to hear Helen's perspective on what her experience has been so far. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Let's bring Helen on now and hear what she has to say. Let's do that. And hi, Helen, thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, so you're coming from Texas. You're coming to us from Texas today, is that right? That's correct, McAllen, Texas. What part of Texas? McAllen, Texas. McAllen. And where is, where is McAllen, Texas? That would be about four hours south of San Antonio, known as the Lower Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> oh, and so I assume that it's nice and warm and even hot where you are right yes, now. Yes, majority of the time, all year through, yes. Oh. <laughs> So jealous, as everyone knows, that's listeners, that I'm I'm just a heat worshiper. So I'm very, very <laughs> jealous. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really wonderful to have you on, Helen. So why don't you tell us a bit about how you got into the nursing profession? How I got into the nursing profession? Well, um, it all started when I think I was in college undecided as to what my major was going to be. And I just uh, became sick. Um, came down with a bronchitis or so I thought and was having to get um, hospitalized. Never been hospitalized in my life. Um, I was terrified. I didn't even know what emergency room looked like. So as I was there, I was completely oblivious as to what was going on, seeing doctors and nurses communicate with certain acronyms and kind of seeing a whole new perspective of the hospital world instead of the outside world. By the time I was dismissed, I mean, that just pretty much gave me the 
the reasons why I wanted to, to become a nurse. I mean, I was just in awe in how the nurses treated me. And, you know, it just opened up my eyes to a whole different world. So from that moment on, I just said, you know what, this is what I want to do. 20 years later, I'm doing it. So, <laughs> and of course, recovered from that incident. <laughs> it's, no, no more patient and going to be a nurse. <laughs> So tell us what kind of nursing have you done in the past? I've done, I started off when I graduated, I went ahead and went on a medical surgical floor. I had a, an instructor that says, if you are going to be an awesome nurse, a versatile nurse, you need to learn how to, you know, work a medical surgical floor. And of course, it, I did that for about two or three years and then moved on, became an agency nurse, and then uh, then was sent to different units when I became a, an agency nurse. I went ahead and worked with telemetry. I went ahead and was also a little bit of ICU. Um, whatever the, you know, the hospital was requiring, I went ahead and, and did it. It was- What's your favorite nursing? Um, I would say for me, it would have to be cath lab and ER. <laughs> what, what's cath lab? Cath lab is where people are having heart attacks. So uh, yes, if they're having any kind of issues with their hearts, if you are needing, they have blockages, which are experiencing some heart attacks, if they have uh, problems with the rhythm of their heart, um, you're they're seeing the cath lab unit. So you they're there, you're either you know assisting the doctor with, of course, opening the blockage, and you're on call. So anytime somebody's needing, you know, any kind of emergency. Um, you're you're there. You're called there in cath lab. So it's pretty much you don't want to be there. <laughs> you don't want to see the cath lab nurses. Same as an ER nurse. You know, if you're having some sort of emergency, you're going to go see an ER nurse. So yes. Um, so that's the cath I, I lab. I imagine it's a very very rewarding, but also very difficult, stressful job. But you mm -hmm. must the. Yeah, I haven't been in, fortunately, I have not been in the hospital except for having children, having mm -hmm. babies. But, you know, that is a very a traumatic experience. A, a hard a hard labor is a traumatic experience. But I, kudos to the nurses because nurses can make or break your hospital experience. And yes. I've had amazing nurses. And that's really, I guess, it's a calling for you, right? That you yes. want to touch lives and you want to help people. And, exactly. And I guess that's what your first experience was is, having having that touch and having that communication with the nurse and making your stay um, memorable and easier than it could have been so yes because you're you know you're coming to a hospital and you're, you're very vulnerable you're you're uh, you know the gratifying part for me is you know you you establish a rapport with a complete stranger and they're coming to you at their time of need so for me that's that's very gratifying you know and um, you know where can you find that kind of rapport or established one with a complete stranger and, you know, in any other profession. So for me, I, I, that's the, the gratification I get, you know, and being able to help them. You yeah, know. I, I have to say, I have had a, a few visits to a hospital in, a, in my <laughs> younger years and you no, know, it was fabulous uh, having the nurses there and really helping you through it and work through it. And unfortunately I went through uh, the emergency room. So uh, it's fabulous to have nurses there to really look after you and take you, take you through what you're going through, right? Yes, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, uh, when I was, my experience at that time, which was over 20 years ago, I mean, first of all, you'll never forget it. You're afraid. You don't know what's going on and you're a complete stranger. So if nobody takes the time to explain it to you, 
you know, and I never forgot that. I never forgot that from the nurses and doctors, you know, who were very, you know, therapeutic and, and, and compassionate, you know, that's what got me. I said, you know what, I need, I want to do that. I want to be able to help others in need. So for sure that, you know, that always stayed with me. So of course you, you have to, you have to have that compassion when someone comes in because the, you know, they're scared, you know, they're coming to you, you know, help with, with you know, wanting help <laughs> or whatever their need is. Is, uh, it, they come is, to it hard, is it hard to let a patient go that you've connected with? Or do you still oh, yeah. in touch with some of your patients? Uh, yes, it's it sometimes, yes, you do. For those that you've had to take care of, especially when they were there for long periods of time. And, you know, not only that, the family, you've established a rapport with the family, you know, they never forget you and you never forget them. And especially, and, you know, the gratifying part to that also is because when they've already, you know, gone through so much and then gone over the hump and yes, you see the good outcome and they go home. Yes, that's also very gratifying. So you can be at a store and they'll say, hi, how are you? <laughs> or you know at the gasoline station but yes the, they'll always remember you mm -hmm. so i'd like to ask you and i think you've really already touched on it with those comments there but mm -hmm. you know what are the aspects of the job that you really love and that you want to do you know whether it's the the actual physical working or the relationships that you just talked about mm -hmm. and then are there any things that you actually don't like well, I like the fact that, you know, our, our, our profession's always changing, evol evolving. So we're always having to keep up to date with the latest medications, uh, what other devices if we get any. Um, I, I adore that aspect. You know, it's always uh, challenging for me. I think we just constantly, for me, I, I love that, that challenge of, of having to know, okay, what's the new medication we have to do, learn, or what's what's the latest of anything. And then, um, of course, with patients, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you have a complete patient that you have no clue who it is, and they completely, um, you know, establish a quick rapport with you. And, and, and I, I love that. And then just being able to participate in their care, whether it's just for a simple laceration or they're there for a chronic issue, you know, you're there. Uh, the aspect that is very... Um, that I don't look forward to mm -hmm. is sometimes when you go into work and you know, you're short staffed, you don't have enough nurses. Um, you know, the, the time you have to kind of long hours. Yes. But that comes with the job, but mainly it's just when you're, you're having to deal with a lot of administration issues, you know, sometimes they don't understand that you can't sometimes work short staffed all the time. You know, you, you need a unit clerk, you need your extra nurse, you need your extra patient care assistant because that affects the quality of care that you give, you know, somewhere it's going to affect the quality of your job performance. And, and with patients, I don't think you, you need to cut corners for that. So that's an aspect that I really don't um, enjoy <laughs> when we're constantly, you know, um, you know, needing, uh, you know, staff. And that's been a big issue since this pandemic also, you know, wow. that we've experienced so far this year, this past year. So that's a great segue into the next question I had is, how are you and your colleagues, how have you been dealing with the pandemic and, and uh, how did it affect you? Oh my goodness. Um, in July, that's when we received our first wave of, of COVID patients we were completely caught off guard because we here in the valley we have about maybe let's see a total of mission 
three, two in McAllen, three, about roughly uh, seven hospitals valley-wide. We were completely at capacity, all seven hospitals. Um, then we have some offsites within our own hospital. We have about uh, four offsites where just there are many emergency rooms. They're not actually, they're more like clinics. All of those were at complete capacity. So being at bed board at that time, um, have, it was just overwhelming to, for me, it affected me in a way that I just will never forget. I, you know, to get phone calls from, you know, different offsites telling me, you know, Helen, we're short staffed today. We don't have a nurse. We're running out of oxygen. We don't have enough ventilators. Um, that for me within a 20 year experience has never happened. And then to, to not be able to do, even though you want to, and you're trying your best to help, and no matter what you do, it's just not enough. It it was very overwhelming. Yeah, it's and it was for days on end. We couldn't house. You know, our ER was at about maybe a hundred uh, percent capacity for, I would say, three months straight. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, our nurses. I mean, we were all very emotionally. Uh, you know, overwhelmed because, of course, not only did it affect, you know, our community, uh, you know, our also our nurses, our doctors, we were ended up being short staffed. Um, it even affected our some of our family members. So trying to keep it together day by day, you know, we just had to take it one day at a time, you know, try to do the best we could with what we had. But uh, luckily now <laughs> uh, we've seen, you know, numbers you know, go down and, and uh, we're, we're very thankful this vaccine's come, you know, along and we've got, you know, medications that now are, are helping combination medications where at first we were just completely, you know, doctors were just kind of, you know, administering whatever, you know, they thought was, was appropriate at the time. But now we see light at the end of the tunnel. We're, we're just thankful for the, the vaccine now and these medications that are, you know, now coming forward, are, you know, antibiotics are help, helping, cocktails, um, medications that are, are just, you know, making an improvement. So that's that's giving us hope. <laughs> did you did you fear for yourself? Because I know oh. front workers like yourself, you're going into a situation that is unprecedented. So yes. did you fear for yourself, for your family, for your colleagues? Constantly, every day. I mean, there was never a day that I'd come home crying and worried. I mean, on my way to work, I was, you know, bawling and just trying to keep it together because I, my mom lives with me. So, you know, having to worry to bring that home, yes, it was a constant fear. And then not only that, when I'd come back to work to find out, you know, my coworker is out because she caught COVID. So it was just waiting. Oh, my gosh. Are, am I next? So even though you were very cautious to, you know, wear your uh, personal protective equipment and so forth, you know, it, you still had that exposure. So it was just a constant battle. So now it's, it's very, I was a very outgoing person. Of course, you know, I, I would just uh, go exercise, go do my run and, and go to my gym. It all had to come to a stop. So yeah, it, it just, it was very, um, eye-opening for everybody and 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 um difficult very very difficult so well it certainly sounds it so <laughs> that segues into what you are an avid runner 
right? You yes. were American, from what yes. I understand. Yeah. I started well, that 10 years ago. <laughs> what marathons have you done? Uh, so far I've done, I started off with half marathons, which is about 10 years ago. I had just officially ran my uh, full marathon, which was in uh, Las Vegas in November of last year. So I had officially done that with the rock and roll run, which is an evening marathon that they do. Uh, and uh, then the pandemic came and I had to cancel everything. So my trainer, I had a personal uh, trainer for that. Just everything had to come to a screeching halt. So it was, uh, but uh, half marathons I've always uh, done throughout the years. And I've always, I've gone to, I usually do rock and roll runs. I don't know if they're familiar with them in Canada. It's, a, it's called the rock and roll. They, they host them. So um, throughout the, the United States, I would figure out, I'm not sure if they're, you know, in Canada or, or Mexico. Yes, they are. They do throughout the, yes. Uh, but I've ran in DC. I've ran in California. I, you know, Austin, um, Las Vegas was my last one. <laughs> so I was hoping to train up one day to do the Boston Marathon, but that's, that's going to take time. <laughs> That's my long-term goal. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting to hear people who who get into marathons. You know, what yeah. actually was the point that got you into it? And I'll let I'll let you share, and then I want to share a story about that as well. Oh well, actually, I was challenged. I don't like running long distance, so a friend of mine just says, "You know what? Um, you know, come on, I want to see if you can run. You know, at least at first, it started off with the uh, five miles." I said, sure. I said, why not? Next time. Uh, so we started with five miles. And then um, I, next thing you know, it was 10 miles. And then so we started running because I also do uh, CrossFit. So in that aspect, it was just a challenge. So to beat the time. And by the time you know it, I was already running half a marathon, which was 13 miles. And he says, okay, let's start doing it. And it helped. I mean, for me, I started noticing I was using that as therapy. It just kind of took me away from, you know, whatever I was thinking from work or whatever was stressing me out. And uh, and once I learned my rhythm, because he also was a, a coach as well, it taught me how to keep a pace and kind of just enjoy enjoy the run instead of just running there without a without a purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I I, I remember um, a number of years ago. Uh, oh, geez, probably 10, 11 years ago, at least. Uh, mm -hmm. My brother was a runner. I did quite a bit of running mm -hmm. and a little bit of cycling. I love to cycle mostly. And uh, we had a Sunday afternoon and we were having beers over over the kitchen table. And my brother was talking about he wanted to do an Ironman. Mm -hmm. And um, he ran. He wasn't much of a swimmer. But he did run, he did a little bit of cycling. And I said, well, what's holding you up? And he says, well, I don't know, like, I'd really like to do it. And, you know, I don't know what's holding me up. I said, well, if you do it, I'll do it with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he says, are you kidding? I said, yeah, let's push the button. So the following day, registration opened up for Panama, Panama City in Florida. Oh, well. And we we're sitting talking to each other. I think it was 10 in the morning. He says, okay, are you going to push it? Are you going to push it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will if you will. And then boom. So uh, that was his first uh, Ironman, and he's been doing half Ironmans and full Ironmans on a regular basis since then. So, you know, it's it's great to get in. Like you say, it's fantastic for the mind, although it can be yes, uh, it grueling. Is. It really is uh, the training, a lot of fun and, and great. So 
they'll love to hear it when people are doing marathons and CrossFit is phenomenal too, right? Oh, I adore it. Another thing, it it challenges you every day. For me, it does. Yes. You run every day? Uh, I well, I used to. Now I have to do it in my garage, but I still do it every day. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, at least they're called wads. They're called workouts of the day. <laughs> so yes, that keeps my sanity too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, if when COVID hit, were you allowed to even go outside and run? Or uh, outside and run? Yes, as long as you were running um, by yourself and you weren't at a, I guess at a park. If you were going to be at a park, they really encourage you to just mask. And so I, of course, I found a mouse that was appropriate for running. Um, so I, I would use that. But if, uh, unless you're in a, a, an area where you're just practically the only one, then you'd be okay. So, and then of course, um, I had uh, equipment from the gym that I had purchased. So I just brought it over to my garage and therefore I just continued my exercise there. It was, it's still there. I'm still hesitant <laughs> to go all in due time now that they've told us, you know, they've taken away the, the mandate. So here in Texas, but um, I'm still being very cautious about it. So I, I do my workouts here and then my runs around my neighborhood. So it's I enjoy it. It still keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's good to hear you keep that going. You know, even as you've gone through, you know, obviously some stressful times and yeah. you know, work can be very stressing. So mm -hmm. keeping that up is is good for your your mental, not even just your body, right? So, right. so as we as we wind things down here, Helen, um, I'd like to ask if you were a nurse recruiter, mm -hmm. what would you say to someone interested in getting into nursing? I would ask them why would they want to take care of patients. That's the first thing. I went, Why would you want to take care of patients and, and see what their response is? Because nowadays, um, when we were uh, we were faced with the um, the COVID and we got state nurses, we had a big issue because a lot of them had a culture shock and a lot of them were there uh, primarily for the money. And it was very unfortunate. And it was uh, more of a stressor to find out that, you know, why are you sending us people, you know, that are not going to want to do the job. And uh, for me, it's, that would be my, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to be sent to places, or if you're going to be a nurse, you're going to get people from all walks of life. So you need to be receptive and want to have that compassion to take care of people. So if they don't have the, um, the appropriate answer as to why they want to take care of people, um, then that would be a, a big concern for me because that's what nursing is all about. You know, you have to have that compassion to take care of others. Right. So, well, so I think it's, it's not think, just a job. It's no, it's, it's, it's not. Really and people, yeah, right? and it's changed so much. I was telling Carmen the other day, you know, uh, it's, it's just so heart wrenching because at first, when I did it, I did it because, and I still do it, and and I love my job. Yes, it has its its days, but you have to have that. Kind of, the moment you don't feel the need of helping others, then I think that's that's a flag for something that you need to do something else. You need to move on to something else because you're dealing with people's lives. You know, I always look at it. If you were to come in that ER, like if you were a family member of mine, you know, you have to have that compassion. And that you can't put a price on it. You can't. <laughs> Along with well, people's lives. 
I think if I was your patient, I'd be very fortunate to have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your compassion just comes right out and it oh. really, really shows, Helen. So, so thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure <laughs> having you. You, you um, on our podcast, you're the, the you're a first responder. We haven't interviewed a first responder first. Oh wow! Yes, um, oh, I feel so grateful. <laughs> thank you. Well, well, I think we are all grateful to you <laughs> and our first responders, like across the world, to to put yourself into harm's way and risk your own health for mm -hmm. ours and, and others. So thank you very much, Helen. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's what we choose to, you know, that's what we've chosen to do. <laughs> Part of the job. But thank you. Yes. It's our honor. <laughs> well, it's and in, in our closing, uh, we always close with a quote. And I this is the you know quiz time of the show. So mm -hmm. here's the quote and let me know if you it's not how much you do, but how much love you put in the doing. And who said that? Oh, my word. It almost sounds like a quote that I hear. It's like, if you have a gift, you have to share that gift to the world. But that's somebody else. I think that was. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not person. So the person that said that was Mother Teresa. Oh, yes, of right. course. <laughs> my favorite one, yes. <laughs> so everybody, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that notification bell to get updates on our latest podcast. And once again, Helen, thank you so much for oh, being thank you so show. much for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank yes, you. thank you, Helen. It's been wonderful. Likewise, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and catch you soon. Take care. Bye bye.